0: Hey, this is Eric Olivares, pastor at Axios Church in Lakeland, Florida, and this is our podcast. Axios's mission is to point people to Jesus so they can find worth and purpose in God. We hope this message encourages you and uplifts you throughout your week. Enjoy the message. Last week we started a series called Water, and um, this new series. Last week we talked about Noah and how he had to go through the process. Um, when the flood was coming, we said that Noah was invited into the ark as God invites us each and every day to salvation, on a daily basis and we know that there in the time of that there's a wait in the waiting season we need to trust God because we know that he goes before us he knows our beginning to our end he goes before us and that He never leave us nor forsake us and we also talked about how the door is shut when the flood comes and how we say that each and every day that there's an end date to our mortal bodies and that we need to take each and every day as an opportunity towards salvation that we can't waste another day that we have to know that god is in us because one day when 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 god tells us to take our last it's our last the door is shut we need to know that we are ready to see jesus face to face and who's ready for that day to see jesus face to face in heaven so today we're going to be talking about another character in the in the in the bible um that you know you heard about it before but i really want us to see it in a different light today and i hope you've been um, liking this sermon series to so, like reestate the obvious we obviously need water in our daily lives to survive see if we don't have water we go to this state of called dehydration anybody, de- anybody been dehydrated before Man, it's it's a horrible feeling. I remember going playing sports, or even when you're getting sick. You know, you have to de- you have to hydrate yourself because when you are dehydrated, you fall into the state that you're in and the circumstances that you're in. Because you need that daily source of water in your life, especially when you're feeling the weakest in your life. Um, to get the you have to have the right source, or you're going to succumb to the circumstances you face. The source matters the source matters it reminds me of a story in the book of we're going to go to the new testament the book of john the book of john we see a paralyzed man he was paralyzed from birth imagine this imagine the emotional imagine the mental and obviously the physical toll that this guy has been going through see when other kids were just playing sports or playing things he was lame See, in his teenage years, when people were dating and and looking to get married, he was lame. See, how about this? When when job opportunities came, they weren't existing because he was just lame. Day in and day out, acceptance was hardly given to him. Day in and day out, he, he was watching other people live while he just laid there. Imagine the toll this man was going through while others were living their life he was looking for hope he was looking for hope if you were in this condition what would you have done to get your healing think about this if you were in this state day in and day out looking for just somebody to help what would you do to receive your healing i don't know about you i'll do anything If there was anything out there that I can do to receive this, I want to be whole. I want to be like everybody. I want to live my life to the fullest. But this man was sitting, waiting for hope in a hopeless situation. Let's turn to John chapter 5, verse 5 through um, 9. And let's give a little context of what we're going to be talking about today. In verse 5, it says, after this, there was a feast of Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there was in Jerusalem, a, uh, um, by the sheep, of, uh, the, the sheep gate, a, a, a pool in Aramaic called Bethesda. In these, in these lay a multitude of blind, lame, and paralyzed people. One man was there who has been there for 38 years. When Jesus saw him laying there and, and knew that he had been already been there for a long time, he said to him, do you want to be healed? The sick man answered, sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. And while I'm going, other people step over me, step down before me. Jesus said, get up, take, your mat, uh, take up your bed and walk. At once, the man was healed and he took up his bed and walked. 38 years. 38 years going to this pool. They said that this pool gave a sense of healing to people. See, some, some will call that this was a real sense of healing. Some will even say that it was a fake sense of healing. Perhaps the, the hope of healing was real. Perhaps it was fake, but nevertheless. People went attached to this pool because it had some kind of healing power to to it. This man was laying, waiting to get to the pool at the right time so he can be healed. But every time he got to the pool, people walked all over him because the most vital part that they needed to get into the pool was their legs. So, yeah, there were blind people, but blind people could still walk. See, there were other other, um, things that people were dealing with, but this man had to crawl. And people will always go in front of him to receive their healing. And he never got to the pool. Day in and day out, going to the same place, looking for hope, but leaving hopeless. Let me ask you a question today. Have Have you been going to pools in your life that seem hopeful, but are leaving you hopeless in your life? Are we continuing to travel to these pools, to these empty things that are leaving us empty, longing for more? This man is where, this is where this man was. Day in and day out, going to places, thinking that this is the day I'm going to be healed, but then leaving disappointed. Have you been there in your life before where you trust God? You, you, you ask for a certain thing, but you feel like you just leave Disappointed. Can we be real today because this is where we're at at times where we go and we do and we give and we do all we can but we sometimes feel like god where are you and we look for things on the outside to fulfill something that is deep empty on the inside and we're always leaving hopeless and then put salt on the wound for this man He would see with his own eyes. He's not blind. He would see with his own eyes people going into the pool at the right time, leaving healed. I can say that this man had zero hope in his life. Hope was lost. See, there are three things that this man needed to learn and did learn that I want us to truly learn for our lives as well. Because even though we don't need possibly a a physical healing in our life, we need a healing in other aspects of our life as well. It can be emotional. It can be mental. It can be with family members. Healing doesn't have to do with just, you know, different things. It can be so many things in your life. And God is saying today, today you want your healing? We have to look at these things that God is telling us today. Because he went for a physical healing that day, but left with hope. In the same way see the first thing that this man had to learn is this number one disillusion that becomes reality disillusion that becomes reality i truly believe that this man first intentions his intentions were to be pure and healed that's why he went day in and day out to this pool i really believe his intentions were hey i just i just want something different in my life I just want to be healed in my life. But the reality was his, his reality was altered because of his circumstance. What he was hopeful for was altered because of his physical circumstance. See, at times we always see what, we can't, what can't happen and started to believe that things that can't happen in our life. We see the hopeless and hopeless and hopeless and we can never be hopeful in our life because all we see is the negative. Is easy because I've been disappointed before. It's easy to be hopeless because I've been backstabbed before. It's easy to be hopeless because I've been I've had that false hope before. And we go and we look here and we see that God has given us a, a different kind of hope, a hope past our understanding. We can't look To see what we, sorry, we can't look at what God can do, but uh, uh, what God can do because we are no longer look. We only look at false fate in our life. False fate. Because what I've gone through means something. What I've done, what I've been born in, what I've been born with, what I adopted through time is holding me back from what I truly want. Because I have this situation I can't live in the promise because my reality is now my circumstance. When disillusionment becomes reality, it alters our identity in Christ. See, this man is now forever a victim and never thinks he's going to be a victor. See, what? And when your and when your identity is altered, your hope is lost, and now your identity is not is now your issue and not your name. You you know those kind of people, where you're like you identify them by what they did, you identify them by who they are, what 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 circumstance they are. You know you know that one person that had that one you know that had cancer. You you, you know that one person that that cheated on his wife. And now your circumstance becomes your identity. This is where this man was. You don't hear the man's name. You hear that he was paralyzed. And in reality, when you start identifying yourself by what you have a flaw in and you start believing it, you can never enter into the promise that God has for you. Because your identity is attached to your circumstance. Have you been there before? I'm here to tell you today that you might be paralyzed in an area of your life, but God's grace is bigger than your issue. Just because you have it doesn't mean it has you. We need to stop listening to the lies that other people tell us and start listening to what God has for us. This man was identified by his issue and not his purpose. And it's sad because the man started to believe it. A couple of years ago, all of you young 30s, 40s-ish people, young 30s, <clears throat> before the iPod, Before the iPhone, we used to have this thing. It's it's called CDs. And then you older saints, record players and tapes, all right? But my wife was the mixtape queen. When I started dating her, I mean, she's white, all right? And then, but when I, when she, you know, you used to have the little, the books with all your CDs? Come on. You know what I'm talking about. And I, I mean, this girl was listening to like Snoop Dogg and everything. I'm like, whoa. What is wrong with this girl? But there was just one mixtape that she made. And back in the day, you, you illegally downloaded some of these. You, you know what i Don't be. Do not judge. Do not judge. It was free. But in those sometimes like downloaded things there was like a random like a random commercial or somebody talking so there was this one song that I love it was uh it was by Usher and um Alicia Keys my boo you know what I'm talking about my boo that was our song you know I was you know I was smooth talking Jess you know like started when we were younger you know okay but there was this one part you know we were, you know, you know, go going in. You know, Usher was going, you know, smooth talking. Then out of nowhere, it will be like DJ Snakey, <laughs> and you just dealt with it. You just dealt with it because it was free, anyways. You know, you got ninety percent of Usher, and then you got DJ. <laughs> We were on—we were on our trip on um, this week, and we, you know, you're jamming. You know, we've got a convertible because you know you got to see all the the mountains and feel the you know stuff. So we're jamming out to old school songs that we were, you know, listening when "My Boo" came out. And then there was this part—it's it, like it was like ingrained in my brain. All right, you know, I, I was—we I, were listening to the real track, all right, of Usher. And then out of nowhere, I'm singing it, and then I'm like DJ. It was like part of the song for me. I couldn't really listen to the real thing because I was so ingrained to the fake. And don't we do that at times? We can't listen to the promises of God because all we listen to is what we think is fake in our life. See, the enemy tells us This is the way that you have to think. But God tells us another way. And when we start listening to the lie, it becomes our reality. And we can't even listen to the truth. We can't listen to the truth because we're altered by the fake. Usher is meant to listen to real. But if we don't identify ourselves with the truth of God's word. We're only going to identify us by opinions or what we're dealing with. And it's so easy to do that. I'm not judging you. I do it all the time. But when we check ourselves and know, no, I am a child of God. No, I am the head, not the tail. I am more than a conqueror. We look at ourselves a little different. Yeah, we might still have the circumstance. Yeah, we might still have the the, the things that are holding us back. But we know that it's there but it doesn't have us. We are an overcomer through Christ Jesus. Check this out. We see Jesus walking into the scene. Think about this. There's multitudes of of people that are dealing with issues. And Jesus walks into the scene and goes to this one man. See, all the people, the true healer was walking in and all they were focused on was the fake water at times in our lives we don't even see Jesus walking into the room because our intention is in outward things that we think are going to fulfill our life think about this what they wanted Jesus had but what they What they think they wanted was a pool of water that gave them a false sense of healing. See, sometimes we just want a puff of Jesus and not the real thing. We just want Jesus whenever it's convenient to us. But then when life hits, we get on our knees. But I'm here to tell you, if you just focus on Jesus, Jesus is walking into your scene today. He's saying, I'm what you need. I have what you need. If you put my attention to me, I'm going to give you what you need. But multitudes of needy people were there. None of them looked at Jesus. Holy moly. Think about this. Multitudes of people were there for a healing and never looked at the healer. Their eyes was fixed on the water, except for it to be troubled, instead of the true healer walking right next to them. We have to be aware in our lives that yeah, we might have the problem, and yes, it might be real. But Jesus is walking to heal you, heal you today. He just needs your attention we're only focused on the water, we can't get the true healing, the living water that he gives us. Number two, an honest question was asked. A honest question was asked. John chapter 5, verse 6, it says this, when Jesus saw him laying there and knew that he was there for a long time, he said to him, do you want to be healed? See, at times we beat around the bush and make excuses for the issues we choose to walk with. But when, we're, when honesty is adopted in our life, transformation can be obtained. We cannot overcome something we are not honest about. The man told Jesus, yes, take me to the water, because the water identified with a healing. He was thinking about the pool that was still, he was thinking that the pool was still the recipe to his healing. But Jesus asked him a simple question, but an honest one as well. A sincere question. Jesus knew that not every sick person wanted to be healed. Because they were so discouraged and never had hope. So Jesus knew that he not only had to deal with a man who had a physical healing that needed to happen, but he knew that this man also needed a healing of the heart. Not only his legs, but his heart. And Jesus asked this question. I love this. Jesus is a, he's a, he's a gangster. Because you go to this place that people are needing to be healed. And guess what Jesus said? Hey, you want to be healed? No crap, Jesus. (laughs) I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that. No duh. Yes, I want to be healed. If I was the man, I would be mad at Jesus at that point. I'd be like, hold up. Why are you telling me I want to be healed? I come each and every day. I sacrifice. I crawl in here. I probably ask somebody to help me get there. And then I get to the place of my healing and I can't even get it. And you're telling me, do I want to be healed? You're crazy, man. Do you want to be healed? But Jesus knew just because you arrived doesn't mean that you're serious about what you want when you get there. Because sometimes we want to get healed but do we truly want to have the sacrifice to be healed cuz you can arrive to the situation but do you truly want to deal with what you're dealing with cuz sometimes we can brush it under the rug and never deal with something and it eats us alive for years and we walk with situations that we dealt with years ago and we wonder why we are depressed and, and hurting is because God has called you to let it go. And God is asking you today, do you want to be healed? I mean, do you, do you truly want to be healed? Because back in those days, some of the, some of the, the, the people that were crippled and, and had all these things, they, they wanted to go to these pools and never really want to be healed because their healing was sometimes attached to their wealth. Because that's the only way they got money. They They were asking for money, and all they thought of is the way that I can be successful is to ask and not become healed. So, yeah, they wanted a sense of healing, but they didn't want a true healing. So I'm asking you today, do you want a true healing from the thing that you're dealing with? Because Jesus is walking into the scene. This crippled man assumed that Jesus knew how this pool of Bethesda worked and explained to Jesus why it was impossible for him to be healed through the waters. Um, but quite naturally, the man couldn't think of any other way how to be healed. But this man came to the pool, but did he really want to get healed? Did he really want to have true hope in his life again? And there's Jesus, the healer, and the man still wants to go to the water. Jesus asked him, do you want to be healed? And the man had to become real with himself before he became healed. The man had to say, hey, why am I here? He had to have a self-evaluation like, do I really want to be healed? Or am I just stuck where I am because I've been doing it? All these years, I've been doing it time and time again. Have, do you really want change in your life or do you want to do things that you always have done? Because we complain about the things that we always have to be done, but guess what? We like it because it gives us a little bit of comfort because we have control. But this guy had to lose all control to really deal with the issue that he wanted. He had to be real. Hey, I have something I'm dealing with, so now I need somebody to help me. He had to become real with himself to receive real healing in his life. For far too long, we blame others. For far too long, we we point at a time in our life where if we did something a little differently, our life would be so much better. Hey, it's over with. You can change your life now. We blame the job. We blame our friends. We blame the family members. But are you real insane saying that you wanted to be healed or you really want to just live in your issue? Do you want to be truly healed? Because true healing takes true hard work. That's where we end right there. We're like, just give me the healing. Let me feel good. Let me come to church and get my three songs, four songs. And then on Monday, I just kind of dabble in what I dealt with the issue. But then on Sunday, I'm back to healing. It's a false sense of healing. You're going to a pool that leaves you empty. When there's a God that wants to give you a Abundance. There's a God that wants to, yeah, you might, you might, it might be a struggle in a week, but when you come to the real water, the living water of Jesus Christ, you don't leave empty. You know that you're in the middle of a situation, but you will not be overcome by it because Jesus is there. When you become real with yourself, God can take realness and change you forever. Don't expect real healing if you're not willing to go to the real source. Be real, become real, accept the real in your life. Number three, this man had to pick up and go. Pick up and go. John chapter 5 verse 9 and 8 says, And Jesus said to him, Get up and take up your bed and walk. And at once the man was healed and he took up the bed and walked. Imagine the joy. The relief this man felt as healing power entered into his body. I mean, something had to be different. I mean, what he felt in a moment, Jesus healing him, he had to feel something in his body. So imagine like, whoa, what's going on? Imagine the joy that this man was dealing with. 38 years. I'm not there yet. 35, I'm 34, okay, I just aged myself one year. 38 years of crawling. You ever felt like you're crawling for something? Crawling for acceptance, huh? Crawling for somebody to notice you. Crawling to, to, for that job promotion. Are we going to empty pools? 38 years of asking for handouts and help. 38 years of living hopeless is now changed in the moment because of this man Jesus went through the crowd and chose him. If those people really knew what was walking into the room, there'll be multitudes of healed But Jesus went through the crowd and pinpoint one. Why? Why? Because Jesus wanted him to know, I see you. This man didn't deserve it. This man didn't pay extra money to get Jesus' attention. He didn't know the hookup to Jesus. Jesus chose him because he knew that the man did not only need a physical healing, he needed a healing of the heart. Have our hearts been hardened to the true living water that God wants to put in our life? Have we been hurt by the church enough that we can't even feel Jesus in worship? Have we been hurt by a loved one so much that we become so hardened? And what we think we need we truly don't need, we need something else that Jesus wants to give us to fulfill it. Because yes, this man wanted to walk, but he needed hope in his life again. Because there's gonna come time in your life where God answers a prayer, but you still need the hope to go forward in life. You have to, you need that encouragement, you need that hope to keep on going because Jesus saw him and Jesus sees you this morning. He said, you are not forgotten. You are not passed over anymore. Jesus is putting a target on you. And he says he chose you today. Out of the crowd, you're not here on mistake. He chooses you today. And asks you the question, do you want to be healed? Receive what you came for. Not in outward things, but in him. And through Jesus, we find Healing. In Jesus, we find hope. We find forgiveness. We find strength. We find acceptance. We find our identity again. No longer are you identified by your circumstance, you are identified by what God did in your life. Check this out. Woo! Out of all the crowd, Jesus picks this man. And check this out. This man starts walking. In front of people that were looking for healing. He starts walking it out. He starts. (laughs) It's so crazy. Imagine the people that day in and day out see this man crawling and now see this man walking. It's crazy to know that this man started walking. Now his identity is not, hey, crawl. His identity is walk. In an instant, doesn't matter what you dealt with in your life, Jesus can change your identity like that. He can take you from hopeless to hopeful. He can take you from from mourning into joy. He can change your identity quick because now this man was paralyzed, but now he can walk. And when people see him now, they're not saying, hey, there's the paralyzed man. No, they're saying there's that man that Jesus healed. His identity was changed because Jesus did something in his life. And then Jesus tells him, take up your mat. Take up your bed. This is a yoga mat. It's brand new. I don't use it. (laughs) You can tell. Don't judge. It was a long vacation. This man brought his mat, his bed, each and every day. I mean laid it out and rested there until the pool started bubbling. Why did Jesus? So, yet yeah, the man was healed. Why didn't Jesus say, Hey, just go? It's good. Why did Jesus say, Pick up your mat? Maybe because the place that identified him once from his hopelessness and his pain. Jesus told the man, hey, you're not coming back to this place. He said, what I did in your life, you're not coming back. He he wanted this man who is now identified by this healing to not have any comfort of going back. Sometimes in life. We get what we're asked, what we asked Jesus for, but we leave the toothbrush in the past. <laughs> and then when life hits, that little toothbrush looks good. Why do we leave the comforts of something that was painful in the past for us to go back to? You've been there before? Whereas, like, in, I, I, I used to be a youth pastor, and I used to talk to teenagers all the time, and they were, the, the stupidest thing they would say, and I would laugh at them. Uh, you know, we broke up, and it was a toxic relationship, but I just really just want us to be friends. Us adults, we know what happens with that. I just want to just be friend, be, build a friendship with them, and that's great. Love everyone. But reality is, you had history, and there's going to be history. Sometimes you got to let it go completely see it Jesus knew that when this man was healed he always had a mindset listen because our our past never leaves us it's still embedded in our mind so what happens when this man was dealing with something in his life and he left this bed back there even though he was healed he probably still wanted the comforts of the mat in the past I'm preaching today Better get me an organ <laughs> <coughs> get up here tony because i'm about to close we're landing this plane being paralyzed it was impossible for him to rise up and take up his bed and walk but at the moment jesus challenged the man to believe in the impossible Him picking his mat reminded him and others that he's not going back to that place. The waters might be temporary healing to receive the healing that he thought he needed, but he really needed love and acceptance and his identity back. I'm here to tell you today, you're not going back to that place. You're not going. Don't settle into where Jesus told you to stand up and walk from. We tend to walk and leave mats in our life behind, just in case. We be real? I mean, this thing is comfortable. It's, it's, it feels great. No wonder I wanna just lay in my issue. Cause yeah, it brings pain, but sometimes I like the pain. It gives me comfort. Because at one point it used to be good. And sometimes we look, we diminish the pain to get that one sense of satisfaction. And you're going to pools that are leaving you empty. God said, listen, do you want real healing? Because real healing means you're not going back. Real healing means that you need to take and, and take the things in the past and leave it in the past or like take it with you and let it become your testimony to tell others because this is what the man did. The mat that he laid in comfort, he now picked up and others are looking and say, what has happened to you? And all he can say, hey, I used to live on this, but now I'm walking, I have a nail testimony. And now guess what? The man that let me leave my comforts aside, you can have him too. The mat was not to diminish the story. The mat was literally an identification to know that, hey, I am healed and I am not going back. Stop going back to the things that God freed you from. Stop living a mediocre Christian life. It's not worth it. It's pools that are gonna leave you empty. You tried it before, you tried the pool before. And how did that leave you? Stop going back. Stop going back. If you're if you're dealt with alcoholism, stop going back to the beer. If you dealt with pornography issues, stop put go, stop leaving the computer by yourself. It takes work, it takes sacrifice. But the question I ask you today: do you want to be is Do you want to be healed because healing is going to take a little sacrifice but it's going to be worth it because you're going to pick up the thing and move on and tell others about the healer that healed you. Jesus is putting a target on you today and you thought you came to just a church service but you're leaving this place walking again You might have crawled your way in life. Your life might not have been the best. You might have had a tough childhood. But I'm here to tell you today that you are overcomer through Christ Jesus and you can walk again. You can walk again. Your identity is not in the circumstance. Your identity is in him. Are we going to the right water source? Are we going to the right water source? God is in this room. Let's just sit in his presence for two seconds. God wants to change people's lives today. Away your sins here today? Would you trust them? Would you trust them past the thing that you think you're capable of doing? What water source are you going to? Are you going to one that's going to leave you hopeless? Or are you going to the living water that leaves you healed and ready for growth? Do not go back. Every- Thank you again for joining us here at Axios Hey, to hear more messages just like this Go ahead and subscribe to this channel If you want more information about Axios Go to axioschurch.com There you can get more information Give and connect Remember, we love you And we're in this together